This is this the Dudes in Christ Podcast. What's poppin'? This is the Dudes in Christ Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Fowler. I'm Josh Cullum. Joshua Garris. The trio back in the back in the pod. The pod. I wanted I wanted to make something rhyme with that, but it didn't rhyme. So no. sorry. <laughs> so, Josh, and, uh, I know y'all's tired from y'all's meat y'all had, but uh, no, I'm ready to go, man. I wore out. We <laughs> sheetrock yesterday or mud it yesterday. So I'll say I seen that. So um, I remember you making the comment where Tab was going to do that. She did. I let her do all the seams. So. All right. I covered screw holes. There you That's go. About it, but and we're getting one step closer, I guess. So. Cool. Be doing a whole lot of sanding, a lot of sanding. Oof, that's then a mud mess. again. Yeah, that's a mess. Which I seen that you can wet sand, like with a sponge. Same Kinda thing as using sandpaper or something. Yeah. No hmm. dust. So we might try that. I'm, I'm not for sure. We'll figure it out. Heck yeah! You got the floor done? No, floor would be last. What kind of floor are you gonna put in? Oh, we got some laminate flooring. Laminate so was wood. that? That was the porch, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a corner of a big wraparound porch. I, well, gotcha. I think it's like eight by seventeen. Cool, so, cool, cool, cool. A nice bedroom will add on. It'll make the value of the house go up, and an extra room for the, all these kids we got running around. Yep, all all these kids. There you go. Right on. Yeah, well, so um, we're doubling down today, so we won't talk too much about what me and Ruckus went into, because you'll be hearing that. Uh, you've already actually heard that at this point now, but um, <laughs> Ruckus. So we can cut this part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, it's besides what we had going on, is there anything else that you've been, been up to there, Ruckus? No, not really. Um, massive bathroom. Strangely, me and Josh are both doing <laughs> work on buildings. But yeah. Oh, building bathrooms. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, like, like, no, no, we'll keep we it Christ-like. Uh, <laughs> massive uh, bathroom renovation at the gym uh, last week. Like Old plumbing that was terrible and clay pipes and tree roots uh-huh. grew into it. And wow. They had to destroy it all the way back to the alley, which was like 120 feet. And wow. Put a uh, new, new pipe in, so... When'd y'all do that? I didn't even know that happened. Um, just over the last over the last week, like a oh, two okay. weeks ago, it messed up, and we were just kind of babying it along to see if we could get it fixed. And then when they tried to fix yeah. it, they pulled the tree roots out and the pipe <laughs> collapsed. So, so did the city take care of that, or did you? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it was us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't put hand to shovel. I wasn't digging any holes or anything. But just right. put pen yeah. to check. Yeah, right. <laughs> there you go. right. But um, yeah, I mean that, and um, the the last week we didn't do any training, so we just kind of yeah. hanging out at the gym and uh, doing classes, and like I said, back back to the office about a month ago, so kind of getting back into the swing of that very yeah. slowly yeah, and them, steadily. Them nice government jobs getting us set at home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Was anyway. that, so is that considered essential? Which I guess you still had to work, but. We were still essentially not closed, right? essential. Right. We, we still got paid, yeah. yeah. Just rotated into the office one day a week and, you know, additional days if necessary. But Yeah. yeah. But, so, I mean, we're back to it now. And uh, 
the the bathrooms fixes the gym. So, awesome! Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Gonna go christen. Yeah. yeah, we got, we got busy it. at work too. We man, we oh, yeah. we started just I don't know. Like, well, speaking of the gym, well, I didn't know about it. I haven't been to the gym in dang near two weeks. So, um, yeah, we're rolling and. uh once everybody gets started, I mean, getting started like anything is the hardest part. But once everybody gets started and rolling, it'll it'll kind of level out. So I figure by the time I deload this week, going into the next prep, it should be not necessarily prep, but just next block. It should be pretty pretty level. So do y'all know when your next meet will be, or is it? I'm going to be competing in December 11th, I think, Springfield. I think Josh is. You're going to do a. I'm going to reserve meeting. You conversation on this for <laughs> the next podcast. There you go. The pre- the previous. I got you. Previously <laughs> heard next podcast. <laughs> well, Timeline's all skewed. So yeah, and also we got uh, something new that we're doing here at the church. We're doing a prayer room. Yeah, you know, or facilitating a prayer room for a pre-service, like the hour before. Yep. So. I think it's something that's going to help us all out, and for sure, something that's needed. So. Yeah, we definitely need uh, need to push for prayer. I kind of get lazy in it. If I'm just being yeah. totally honest, you know, yeah. I'll do my routine prayer, and and then sometimes even that gets lacking. If I'm like, man, I just want to go to bed, or yeah. you know, but yeah, it's needed to get get in there and <clears throat> really get in the presence of the Lord. And the more of us that you know, we got to be prepared for expansion. You know, we know it's coming, yeah. so. If we're not ready, it's not going to come. Yeah. So, absolutely. And, and on, like, I like the uh, I, I, the the prayer room was open <clears throat> last week. Um, I didn't I didn't go into it because I usually will pray on the way over here because I got like thirty five forty minute drive. But um, corporate prayer is like something you don't give a lot of consideration to, but if you ever um involve yourself in it like you get really built up i feel you know like i feel like it's a good way to build each other up so yeah i will uh, i'll be taking advantage of it myself so ruckus you had something that placed on your heart what uh tell us about it this this (laughs) i'm sorry not ruckus yeah i was about Um, to say see i had no energy drink (laughs) (laughs) and uh so yeah yeah, cut that out. So Josh, <laughs> Josh Cullum, the Bob the Builder guy, <laughs> you had something placed on your heart. What uh, what was that all about? Yeah, um, we're going to dig into Matthew chapter 7 a little bit. You know, just had a, you know, coming with this expansion that we know that's coming, it's a, a very big thing that we're guilty of in the church today is judging other people. Yeah, and worrying about everybody else's sins instead of you know, like the saying goes at work, mind your own. Yeah, and uh, we spend we've uh, I think we've hurt a lot of people. We push people away from the church doors, and like Pastor said, you know, we're the only people that kill our own as Christians. Yeah, and we kill our own wounded, and uh, so I I kind of got into ran across it in Matthew seven, the very first two verses. Two, three, four, or something like that, and uh, you know it kind of stuck with me. And I got to thinking about it. And I was talking to y'all about it, 
and uh, I just I had some questions myself, and uh, um, one of my questions was, uh, so does uh, it's let's get into it real quick. Let's read it. Um, Matthew seven one says, "Do not judge others, and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you treat others." The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? And then Jesus calls him a hypocrite. The very first word, verse 5. <clears throat> so I had the question of, um, so does that mean to, which I know we have to call sin, sin. That's, I guess that's different than judging, right? Right. So, but you know, you have to. I think I think the the biggest um, is like being a critic. You know what I mean? Being a critic to to somebody else's way of life when you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of what he's getting at. So you're right. Call sin sin, but don't criticize somebody's life because right. you feel like they're they're done worse than you. Because yeah. I mean, on a human level, we have. We put sin on different levels, you know. Yeah. We put lying down towards the bottom and murder at the top. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the way Jesus looks at it is straight down, you know, sin is sin. It don't matter, you know. Uh, like I grew up hearing a little white lie will send you to hell too. Yeah. You know, you know, it's down to the condition of your heart and, uh, you know, your relationship with Jesus Christ and h- however much grace that, you know, we don't know what, how great the grace is that yeah. Jesus has for us. Yeah, I think too, <clears throat> and I don't know, it's just how we are sometimes, but it seems like sometimes Christians are the most offended people there is out there. Yeah. When if we look at the life of Jesus, as he took all that offense, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's like, here, Jesus, take my offense, but I'm going to be offended to your other people. Right. And it's, we just have to get out of that mindset and, and learn how to love, as the Bible tells us to love. Um, but even the concept of the log in your own eye, you, there's many kind of metaphors you can take there. Um, for for one, when there's a huge log in your eye, you can't get close to somebody. You know right, what I mean? You right. can't can't understand. You can't even begin to criticize uh, or maybe help whatever they're dealing with the spec uh, because <laughs> you're so far away from them because yeah, you got this big. Light pole sticking out of your eye. How do they, how is someone, if you're trying to judge someone, you got a big log in your eye, how are they seeing you? Yeah. If you're seeing a little speck, yeah. you know, in their eye, you know, they're seeing something huge in your life. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard. How can you come at somebody judging them when they're sitting back just looking at the, the fruit of your labor, you yeah. know, in all honesty, they're looking at your life, and you haven't produced anything worthy of them to even call you a Christian, really. Yeah, absolutely. And that even the the eye, there's so this that little scripture. There's so many different different ways. You know, the eye, the eye is our 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 light to our to our path. You know, it's it's what we see, and if and anything is is blocking that, we're we're unable to walk the path that Christ wants us to walk, because um, we're we're dealing with whatever whatever that plank is and i've heard one pastor say that it's not a single plank it's a series of specs is what that log is you know there's all these little things that are continually blocking so we 
we can't necessarily just pull a log out and be done. We have to realize all these little specks and deal with them one situation at a time. Yeah. Josh, before I say anything, can I just hear the question? Like, can you just, like, yeah. the, the questions that you had that initially prompted so, looking into this? Uh, um, does, does this mean that if we don't have a speck, do we judge others or is God the judge? And will we ever be speckless in this world? I get you. So I was, when I was reading through it, um, this is Jesus talking, obviously, in Matthew 7. I like that 7 1 just opens with judge not. And in my, uh, you know, King James, Mm -hmm. it's all caps judge not that ye be not judged. So he's telling us right, right off. Judge not unless unless you want to take judgment upon yourself. So it's like right right there, plain and simple. I'm telling you not to do it. Then in two, I guess, you know, understanding our uh, human nature and that we're not going to we're not going to do necessarily what we've been commanded to do. (laughs) It's like since you're going to go ahead and judge people. um, So, you know, I'm just letting you know, like what the standard is for this uh, with what judgment you judge. Uh, that's that's how you're going to be judged, and with what measure you meet, or if you want to read it uh, in in your new international version, um, you know it shall be measured to you again. So, uh, can you can you read seven two again, like in a um, more understandable text? For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. All right. So, um. I mean, pl- plain and simple, like if, as judgmental as you are, that's that's the judgment that's going to come back on you. And my whole thing is like when we think about the church and the world, um, I, for me, I'm like, even if uh, we as the church or we as individuals, you know, representatives of the kingdom, even if we're not judgmental, um, the rest of the world has a magnifying glass on yeah. us. To, to watch for the character of Christ coming out in us. Right. And so even the most um, delicate way of putting something and, and trying to address someone's sin, I mean, the world's going to cry aloud, judgment, judgment, judgment. So, right. I mean, I, I feel like, um, if anything, what we, we, you know, we're, we're having to call sin, sin, but we try to approach it, as delicately as possible because of more or less being backed into a corner, but you know, by people just like, you're judging me. Like, and I mean, how many times in each of our lives have we tried to bring something up that we see in someone else? And and it, and that's the, that's their very first defense. I mean, that's their defense, you know? And, and I mean, we, we do the same. Yeah. Even as brothers, I mean, if you come, if you come to me and Hey man, you're, you're messing up. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, that's probably going to be my first defense is like, uh, you know, like where, who, you know, who are you to judge me and stuff like that. So my, my thing is just looking at one and two, it kind of <laughs> sets us up for three, four and five. And when, when he's talking about, you know, the, the, the log and the spec, yeah, just kind of um, giving us in our own understanding. Yeah. So what he meant. if you, my thing is, can, First notes that I made were consider consider the material. Um, you know, we're talking about wood. We're talking about a beam, a rafter, joist, plank, log, this big lumbering 
thing. And, and Justin even said like putting it in a, a physical space, um, you know, you, you can't get close to someone. And if you think about your, the daily operations of your day, if you had to do it carrying, you know, a huge log, uh, it makes everything from getting out of bed to trying to get into the bathroom door to brushing your teeth to, you know, getting your breakfast, trying to carry something around with you right. makes all that um, very tedious. You know, it's this huge lumbering thing. Um, and then consider the moat, uh, just a withered twig, something basically insignificant as the like the Bible explains it is. Or when you look in uh, the concordance, it's a withered twig or straw chaff, which is uh, the husk left from threshing. And it's the one of the other things in the concordance called it worthless trash. Yeah. So um, we've got this big, enormous thing that, that's hindering us. And we're trying to point out this tiny, insignificant thing to someone else. Yeah. Um, if you think, if you get something in your eye, uh, it hurts. No, no matter how big or small. So if you got a speck in your eye, it hurts. And, yeah. you know, so they have a hurt in their life already. And us coming at them in the wrong way or without living, living a life first, which like we said, we, we have to call sin, sin. We got to come at it in the right way. So that's yeah. probably a, the church's number one concern is to figure out the right way of yeah. approaching sin. That's, that's big there. Learn how to go in love. Yeah. And, and, like you said, you can't do that until you get to know somebody. Um, I mean, you know, maybe if there's a, a lost person, it's going to be a different than your brother. You know what I mean? If a yeah. lost person, you can bring them to the light of the gospel. And, and then if somebody already has the gospel, then where it starts getting hard, you know, we got to yeah. really figure out how to approach that person just based on their characteristics. Not even, you know, some people – you just have to talk to differently to get them to understand where you're really coming from. Yeah. And that just comes down to knowing that, that person's uh, qualities of how, how they interact. And the closer you are to a person, the harder it is to do it. Cause if yeah. you think about trying to tell your wife, you know, Hey, you did wrong. You're doing wrong here. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's why really going to, why would you bring wives? Into this? Yeah. So it's gonna, terrible. You're just opening um, up a huge can of worms. I don't know about y'all's wife. My wife will take the log out of my eye and beat me. <laughs> with yeah. With <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But I'm, I'm not going to point out the speck in hers. No. <laughs> it's a sparkle. In look eye. Away. Yeah. It must be glitter. Um, <laughs> but so here's my, like in, he, in seven, one and two, he's, he's talking about judgment. And right. then in three, he talks about the location on the body, and I think that this is, um, I think this is important because Jesus could have easily, um, he could have turned this into something else on the physical body. He could have said a spike through the hand versus a splinter in the finger, right? Right. Or, or you know, or any uh, stub in your toe versus you know breaking your foot, or any number of of other physical things. Could he use to illustrate this? But consider the location of the eye, and and Justin just you know Justin talked about how important the eye is to us. It's one of the most vulnerable organs that we have too. Um, if I get a splinter in my finger, and I ask you to pull it out, or I try to pull it out with you know tweezers, it's going to be something that you approach delicately at first. But usually, if you have a pretty deep splinter, you're going to end up you know <laughs> putting that there. sucker on a table and squeezing <laughs> yeah. really hard and tweezing at it and end up you know tearing at the finger trying to get a small splinter out well in the eye 
you can't do that. Like you have to approach it delicately and it doesn't matter how long it takes. I mean, think about anybody that's ever said, Hey, do I have something in my eye? And they're like, can you help me get it? You know, it's you're, you're approaching it so delicately because I mean, you're talking about something that is super important to us and, and insanely vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I think like Jesus is kind of illustrating to us that, um, by the time you've learned to deal with your own log, mm-hmm. um, and, and that may be like something that instantaneously, um, you know, you give to God and he just, he takes from you or in the case of Paul and everyone else in human history, like you've got that thing that just forever is a thorn in your side yeah. when you've learned to deal with that and if that involves you know giving it to god daily and just like god you've got to you know please help me with this um something that's lodged you know so deep within you and something it's your big lumbering sin yeah um by the time you've learned to get to the end of that it it gives you that grace and a little bit of like kindness to kind of delicately help somebody else and and you know i I think kind of working backwards from that that's why he's saying you know judge not because i I don't you never really get to the end of your own sin you know to but at at the same time you can with enough practice and with enough you know kindness kind of be able to point out somebody else's stuff in a way that is gentle to them yeah Yeah. i think um romans 2 <clears throat> kind of answers the the question <laughs> it uh you know just the question the second question about you know do we judge and uh romans 2 1 says no matter this is out of the, the passion translation no matter who you are before you judge the wickedness of others you had better remember this you are also without excuse for you two are guilty of the same kind of things <clears throat> and just to point out what you said, Josh, is uh, that that we kind of levelize sin sometimes. But if we're calling sin a sin, I think that's what he's getting at. You are also without excuse for you get the same kind of things, the kind same kind of things being sin in general, not murder. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, same kind of thing. So when you judge others, and then you do the same things they do, you condemn yourself. We know that God's judgment falls upon those who practice these things. God is always right because he has all the facts. And no matter who you think you are, when you judge others who do these things and then do the same things yourself, what makes you think that you will escape God's judgment? Well, and where, let me, let me, I'm going to King James it, if you don't mind. Put some King James on it. That real talk. I like the uh, verse Four and five, it says, don't you, or in my version, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? Yeah. yeah. And that's my, that's, that's, uh, if, if God's kindness is what leads us to repentance, and there it is in black and white, right. how could we expect anything but kindness right. to, um, to lead? you know, someone else to repentance. And mm-hmm. I think that's like, I mean, that's got to be for me in, in reading all this, that kind of was the bottom line is like, uh, I mean, you never, you're 
kindness was, you know, nobody, kindness was never anything but kindness has never led to repentance for me. Yeah. So, you know, why would, why would I take a, a different approach to anyone else? Um, now you've still got the issue of, of whether, you know, whether or not your kindness is going to be taken the right way or, or whatever. But I mean, I think you just have to leave that, you know, Holy Spirit's going to yeah. convict work. what he's, what he, you know, he's going to do his perfect work. But, um, I think we're just kind of instructed not to, you know, not to be judgmental, but when we, uh, when we have to help remove a speck or point out a speck to do it, you know, generally. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, there is a scripture about going to the brother in sin, but I think once you deal with all those specks in your eye, that somebody that is dealing with something will sometimes just be drawn to you. Just, you know, because yeah. they see, they they because they they knew at one time you had a log in your eye, <laughs> and you got it out. Yeah. So I mean, I, and like you said, learning first to judge ourselves. <laughs> you know, that's a big one there. Because if I know how bad it hurts to point out what's wrong in my life, then I'll know how to, you know, better approach the situation, and someone else that needs help with theirs. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It is. That was good. Right so, on. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. I mean, unless y'all, is there something else still in your heart or what? No, that's that. What you pointed out, Josh, was uh, the answer to my question. Hey, <laughs> check mark. <laughs> Heck yeah. So awesome. Well, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys listening. If you like this episode, please share it. Just, um, Get the word out, and we love you guys. And United Voices Iron, come see us. Deuces. <laughs>